Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, welcome. <laughs> Chris, I love you. <laughs> welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Along with Chris to my right, James to my left, my name is Ryan Chambers. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. And we want to thank our sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon for being our sponsors. Use that promo code THBN the next time you go and use their services. The Stars win by a final score tonight, guys, for the first time in eight games, James says. Almost two plus weeks ago by a final score of four to two. Chris, go ahead. We won. We won the game. We won regulation. We didn't have to go to the overtime thing that we don't like. So... Uh, what what's your initial thoughts from this game, you guys? It, what, it, like, first thoughts. I thought we played the exact same game that we played on Monday, but this time we won. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close. I felt like there there's just a, there's a, obviously, a lot more offensive talent on the Canucks than Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Well, and the Stars locked down the defense after the first period this time. Unlike last game when it was leaky pretty much the whole game. This time they get two chances in the first period. They score on both. And after that, the Stars kept it pretty clean. I'm, I have a mixed bag tonight. I, I'm, I, I can't be hypocritical. So I, I complained about the results last game and how great, how even though they played really well and everything. They didn't play fantastic tonight, but I'm happy because they got the win and they got the result that they should have. And the... I don't want to say this was a turning point game because we thought that the Vegas game was a turning point game. But 
it it finally looked like some of the bounces were going our way sometimes and it still took yeah. it took like five post hits before we got there yeah it took us having a billion chances that should have gone in until we got a lucky break on the hazekin end game winner right so a couple of uh things to talk about before we even get into this game coming into this game uh Obviously, they're talking about Jamie Benn. He's going to be honored for his 1,000th game in the game against Colorado. Um, I mean, if you're the the Dallas Stars organization, you can't put a better game to put Jamie's 1,000-game uh, ceremony on because they're really struggling right now. This is the first big game they would have had in a while. So I'm looking forward to that game, hoping that the Stars can get some sort of uh, – extra intangibles out of that and try and win the game for Jamie Benn. Yeah, I was about to say, you're you're wrapping it up right now. We just started. (laughs) I know, but I'm I'm excited. Even then, there's a game tomorrow, Ryan. There's a game tomorrow still. I know, I know, I know. But the thing is, is I don't don't really care about this game uh, and and the game tomorrow. I mean, I expect to win. That's Today was important because they won. That's why today was important. Really, everything else doesn't matter. Right. And if we if we can come in and win tomorrow night that gives me a little bit more hope to see how they can match up against Colorado and based off of the two teams and the way that they're playing right now it it, it's scary we should be wiped we should get wiped off the face of the earth with the way they call directions (laughs) right so um speaking of Ben he's going into this game with three straight multi-point games. So good for him, and he continues to be the Stars' best player right now. Arizona has points in 10 of their last 12 games, so that was kind of a surprising statistic that I heard. Uh, Does that surprise you all at all, hearing that? They were on fire. (laughs) In terms of... Yeah, for for Arizona, Arizona, (laughs) they were on a heater, man. Yeah, so... I mean... Honestly, Arizona, I feel like, is not a bad team. I mean, at least the way that they play. Talent-wise, obviously, they're not there. But they play a good hockey game. Their forecheck tonight was very good pretty much the entire game. And in the first period especially, it really caused problems for the Stars. So the other thing we got to mention is Dallas is tied in the NHL for the most games going past 60 minutes. So going to overtime and shootout which surprises us not at all, right? Um, And thankfully, they don't have to see the last five minutes of the game tonight because the last five minutes were the last five minutes of the third period, (laughs) not freaking overtime. So that was much, much better. Um, I also want to talk about the power play for a second because they highlighted this, and this was kind of a startling uh, statistic to see. So right now, the Stars' power play, the last nine games, they're two for 31, or I guess two for 33, three for 33, something like that. I'm not sure. It's 32. Did they get a power play goal tonight? They, yes, got a power yeah, play. they did. Right. Okay, so three for 33, something like that. So that's hovering just around 7%. That's yeah, scary. But what's good <laughs> is that those last three have come within the last five games. Which is showing so. hopefully some momentum, even yeah. if it's and- like baby steps. And almost every power play the Stars had tonight looked fantastic. I mean, Sagan should have scored on, on, on another one, too. He hit the shaft of a stick. Yeah, Sagan should have had five goals tonight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let, let, since you already opened the bag, why can't Sagan shoot like that every single time? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's all night I, long, I mean, too. 
No, no, it, I, but why doesn't he just shoot like that every single time? That's what we begged Garyanov to do when he was still here, and he he didn't do it for three years. And like his most highlight reel goal of all time when he was with the Stars was the Game Five winner against the Vegas Golden Knights in the bubble, and that shot was like over a hundred miles an hour. And then tonight we saw Sagan do it. That was over ninety miles an hour. I mean, is it really that hard to ask the Stars? No, to to I, do the one timer more often like that, put Sagan I, on the half wall more often. I think it's a confidence thing, um, and especially now that we have Dodonov, who obviously is very comfortable in that bumper roll and the high slot on the power play. Mm-hmm. When Sagan's over there, we need to do that once a power play when the second unit gets out. Like that should be a consistent thing that you try at least one time, especially so, for the second unit. Especially for the second unit when Sagan is objectively the best player on that second unit. He, he needs is. to be the guy to take the puck and score the goal. He needs to be like, this is mine. I'm going to score it. I would argue he, other than Jamie Benn, he's one of the better Dallas Stars through this slump. Oh, absolutely. Would you agree Hintz with that? has still been ridiculous, honestly. The, the amount of goals that Hintz misses and he still is scoring is stupid right now. Yeah, I know. That is true. It's really been Hintz, Hintz, Hintz been Sagan through the slump. Uh, anyways, uh, getting back to the power play, we kind of went a little tangent rabbit hole there for a second. But they broke it down by 20 games because we are 60 games into the season at this point the first 20 games of the season they were 30.4 percent on the power play that is absolutely ridiculous that is stupid um the next 20 games so game 21 to 40 24.6 percent so falling back to earth a little bit but still very respectable and still very 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 good so every four power plays they were getting in that stretch at least one was going in the back of the net during one of those power plays. And then it just completely falls off. In the last 20, they're 12.3%. And then we mentioned the fact that they're 7% in the last nine games. So it what's been the the degression of the power play from the beginning of the season till now? What are they doing? What are they not doing now that they were doing at the beginning of the season? What do y'all think? Well, a stat they showed on post game, if y'all checked it out, um, they're not shooting as much. Uh, it during the slump when they had, was, they were like two and twenty four, like going back to uh, middle December. Um, they had they they were averaging four power play shots a game. Now recently, since they started picking up the power play scoring again, um, they are averaging nine shots on the power play. So that's really it. Get the puck on the net. And then tonight we saw a lot of this. Get the puck on the net and then dive at the goalie and shove yes, it in. Yes, I love that. And they did that. I loved seeing that tonight. Two weeks. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that we're missing, and I think this is just not on the power play only, but we've seen the shooting percentage of the entire team go down like dramatically. I don't know if you've seen that statistic. It's, it's really again bad. kind of startling. Like this, they're just not shooting from the point as much. And, and I mean. One of the things that I remember talking about at the beginning of the season before we started was that that's what the Boer likes to do. He likes to get it deep, win the puck battle, throw it up to the D-man, and throw it on net. And whatever happens, happens. You get a lucky bounce. If it gets blocked, okay, that's fine. Go do it again. But don't let it get blocked by the first person every single time. I think that's been the biggest thing that the stars have gotten away from from the beginning of the season till now, and I and I think it's on five on five and on the power play. And we've done it a lot more recently. I mean, the past two games we have a bajillion shots, so it seems like we're getting back to it. 
Um, one of the comments uh, that was up here earlier, I think it was from, might have been from Brooke. Uh, was Miro shooting a lot more tonight? Yes, he definitely was, and it that's something that I've actually seen over the last, I would even say maybe twenty games that we've seen from Miro. He started shooting more, and he, he led the he, team right. in shots on goal with five. Well, there you go. Exactly, and I mean that's what we need to see from him, and I'd love to see Lundqvist do that more often too. But uh... oh, Ryan, you muted yourself somehow. My bad. That's somehow impressive. I don't know how I did that. Uh, how did y'all think the stars played in the first period? To be honest, guys. Uh, I thought they couldn't get out of their own zone. Um, I, what's upsetting is that I didn't think it was terrible. I thought they gave up two good chances and the Coyotes scored on both. Like I didn't yeah. think it was great, but I didn't think it was bad. I I was I was annoyed mostly because we did only give up two chances. There were only three shots on goal, I think, after the first period, right? Or five. The there were five. Yeah. Five after the first period. When but, it was I mean, two nothing, there was only three shots though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, when you only give up three shots, there probably shouldn't be two goals on that. But you go back and you watch those goals. There's nothing Otter can do. I mean, the first one, it's in the middle of the slot, just sitting there, and no one clears it out. I mean, it's not good defense by the first line. And the second one is it's just a great shot. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. It was a fantastic shot by Clayton Keller. Uh, he skates across the ice to screen Otter and then rifles it post far post and in. I mean, it's just a good shot. It's just annoying because those are the two chances. The two chances that they score on both. I'm going to slightly disagree with you guys on this because I thought the Stars got outplayed by a lot in the first period. They didn't, though, Ryan. And no, they did. <laughs> they they got they, they got outscored, and we couldn't get about, out of our own end. They, but, I mean, the Coyotes didn't look dangerous at that's, all. No, that's not true. They because, that is true. No, they had they five got, shots on net. Okay, but when you look at the fact of how the game went, where was the majority of the time being spent in the first period? It was not Actually, in it was not in Arizona zone. Period, I think the ozone time was about even. After the first period. And I th I think there was more time spent in the stars zone than in the Arizona zone. And the, the the thing that frustrated me more than anything and this is something that has gone on time and time and time again with these guys lately, recently. They just get out hustled and I forgot what I wrote down what Razor said, but okay. Oh, so th this is what I wrote. D Dallas is behind again at, at, to another bad team, and the other team is playing hyper aggressive, and that's something that we've seen multiple times. And you can't tell me that they didn't get outplayed in the first period. They definitely got outplayed in that's the first wrong. period. No, if, if you wrong. only allow five shots, the other team did not have a good period. <laughs> I don't care if they scored two goals. They didn't have a good period. They capitalized on their chances. They executed very well. But you can't say that they were completely outplayed. I'll take that it was even split and it was a close period. But the Stars were not flat out outplayed. We doubled them up on shots. No, highly disagree. How, Extremely how, highly We need to go rewatch that period, Ryan, now after we've won the game. I think you are just upset yeah. because we kept losing. I but, agree. Like, no, no, that's not like, true. Go, because, go watch because the first period again. Because we won the game, I, I th and I'll be honest when I say this, I'm I'm thinking more level-headedly. And 
again, this is why I said that I just need to be happy with the results of the game because I I don't want to be a hypocrite because of what I said last podcast episode. They won the game here tonight. I'm happy about that, and that's and I should be happy about that because they played an excellent, 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 excellent second and third period. But that first period, they were outplayed. They were outplayed. How, how they do you explain hustled, that they were outplayed outworked. when they outshot them by twice as much? Yeah, you, one of y'all five. said it yourselves. The Stars couldn't get out of their own zone multiple times. They could not I get understand. out of their own zone. That was the best four-checking yes. period for the Coyotes, I, but we still outshot them 2-1. How do you but explain that? We played that? bad, but I don't think the Coyotes played good either. That that's they, not true. You, they scored two I just wanted I to explain sucked. how we outshot them two to one, but they still destroyed us. Okay, but sometimes just following the shots on goal is not indicative of how the period. But you went. have, to, but then you have to explain the shots on goal. Then, if you're going to say that we got destroyed, you can't just say, "Oh, we got destroyed," and just ignore shots on goal. I'm not saying so we got destroyed. Got dest- and I, I'm not saying we got destroyed. I'm saying we got we got okay. outplayed. They were also out, they if were you ultra- want Sorry, go ahead, James. Go ahead. If you want to point something out about that period, the Coyotes had three power plays in that period, and we still outshot them eleven to five. So, and the last half of the of the period was spent on the penalty kill. I mean, they had three. We had three penalties in the first period. Three in the first. Guys, they they came out flat again. It's how I don't understand. You're still not explaining the shots. This, I I'm I, I don't I can't explain the shots. You're right. I can't explain the shots. But like I said, sometimes following the shots is not indicative of how the pl- the play in the first period went. Like ninety percent of the time, you can look at the shots in the period and say, okay, this team was better than this team in this period because this team had twelve, this team had five. Okay, I, and especially I, the stars in the second and third period. Yes, I agree. But they they were they were not good at all guys I'm I mean, they out- they were good, but they did not get they were getting outworked out. they were losing every puck battle they could not get out of their own zone there was one instance in particular uh i gotta find it i mean they got outworked Seven, a lot 17. i agree we lost a lot of puck battles we don't have to and point that's out why to that is why it was a bad period for the stars they came out flat i honestly just thought saying, just saying that the total got outplayed i just don't think is fair but we're just gonna disagree on this we have to move on <laughs> okay well but what I what I will say is, and I was getting really really hacked off at Marchment in the first period. Marchment Absolutely, he had some bad passes. One hundred percent, especially in the defensive zone. I, I was ready to. I, I'm sorry. I at the end of the first period, I was just like, <laughs> I I should have been mad, and I wasn't because I was just so like, this is Stars hockey now. They're just losing everything to bad teams, and. The the Marchment there was one instance at seven seventeen in this first period where Marchment turned the puck over and made a really bad play. Suter did the exact same thing and turned the puck over in the same like within five seconds of each other, and it led to the Stars going on the penalty kill because they could not get it out of the zone, and it was because of the hyper aggression of the Arizona Coyotes going into the zone. Okay, I mean, that's that how more they got out passing by Marchment, but <laughs> okay. But anyways, uh... I I don't I think more of me and Chris's point though is that's not outplaying a team. We outplayed ourselves in the first period. Is more of what I think would be accurate. Yeah, I'm not saying we were good at all in the first period. By the way, this that was definitely the Stars' worst period without a doubt. But I mean to say that the Coyotes did a bunch of stuff correctly. I just is not true. No, 
I thought they played. You only get five well shots in a period. You didn't have a good period. Nah, I thought they had a good period. But we'll we'll move on because we're just gonna keep arguing. Yeah, we're, we're right in a loop here. Uh, yeah, Ardell, <laughs> that's exactly right. I, I think we're in a loop here. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the the two goals there because I mean, like y'all said, both Hayton, perfect shot. Uh, Keller, perfect shot. Two nothing Arizona at the end of the first period. Other than the way no, they played, or do it, I skipped over yeah. the goal because I'm not looking <laughs> at my notes. See, this is why I take notes because I don't pay attention. Yeah. Um, Hints did score, and I think that was a big turning point in the game because sure. if the star go, the stars go into the first intermission down two nothing. I think this game is very different at, by the and end of it. That that was a just great work by Robertson on the boards mm-hmm. there. He stick lifts the dude, passes it behind. He gets a little lucky that it bounces off. A defender but i mean throw the puck in front of the net good things are going to happen yeah and someone's waiting there this time because it's off the face off <laughs> yeah just fantastic and, by robertson won the loss yeah. and then the stars i don't know what they did in between the first and second period i thought it was a bad first period but coming into the second period uh i don't know fire got lit under their butt or something or they, they finally decided to play hockey because it didn't even take 11 seconds, and hits Hintz puts Dallas on the power play. On the power play, holy crap, Tyler Sagan. We already talked about it, but he scores the power play goal. It's a one-timer, and Dodonoff, Daddy Dodonoff, he gets his second point in as many games in a Dallas Stars uniform. So everybody that said, oh, this is such a bad trade for the Dallas Stars, it's already paying off. Yeah, two points in two games. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely not a bad trade, but since I wasn't here... Uh, for the trade talk Monday night, I do think it's not really enough when you're looking around the league at what other teams are doing. Everyone else is making big moves for for those cup contenders. You got to do something before March 3rd at 3 p.m. comes around, in my opinion. Hey, guys, it's Ryan here. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week... New customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can be get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I really want to see the Mavs do really well. So with the recent acquisition of Kyrie Irving to the Mavs, I'm just going to be taking the over every single time on DraftKings Sportsbook on his point totals because, I don't know, I'm just hoping that me betting on that is going to help him inconspicuously get more points. I don't know. I'm just going to be looking at that. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. The one thing that was frustrating to me in the press conference that Jim Nill did, I don't know if y'all watched it, it was like 15 minutes long or Mm -hmm. something like that. He's like, oh, well, look at the West. The West is like much less weaker, basically, is what he's saying. He's much less weaker than the Eastern Conference. We only have to play one Eastern Conference team if we make the Stanley Cup final. And I'm like, well, that's a great way to to think about it. I'm just like, let's be the best of the losers. <laughs> I mean, it's like, 
I, I guess let me go ahead and ask the question. Do you expect the Stars to do anything going into Friday? Because at first I was thinking yes. But as all of these dominoes fall, Chikrin's off the board. Kane's obviously yeah. off the board. I mean, all of these guys are off the board. Maybe somebody comes out of the shadows just like Dodonov does, and we don't expect it, and it's a really big trade, and it's a great trade for the Stars. But I'm really starting to lean more 50-50 whether the Stars are going to do anything else now. Yeah, I, I, I still think that we're going to get a defenseman, but it's probably not going to be a big name. Yeah, I don't. If I'm a betting man, I'm saying we're not going to pick anyone up. But I think that's the wrong decision. I think you need to make a move. I mean, the the defense, especially recently, has been atrocious. It was a lot better tonight, by the way. Yeah. A lot of guys had good def- nights on the on the blue line. But it, there's so many obvious holes. And when we're in the top. By the way, we are still the first place team in the Western Conference. No, not by much. It. But we still not are. Not by much. We're still there <laughs> after such a terrible run. My gosh. You should be saying, you, all right, let's go win a head. cup. You should be saying, okay, let's go win a cup. Let's get rid of these assets I, that'll come in the future in like five years and give it up for something that can help us win right now. Okay. And well, I feel like we're not doing it. Let, let's phrase what you're talking about. What are you willing to give up? Anything except for Stankovin and probably not Bork unless it's great. I would be willing to give up Bork just because I think our forward depth prospect-wise is pretty good. I would not be willing to give up Harley at this point because we're so weak when it comes yeah. to uh, defensive depth right we now. Can't, we and can't he's looked really good in the <laughs> AHL this year. So yeah. I would say I put Harley in the same place as I put uh, Borg. And and most of the reason for that is just because we basically only have six defensemen right now. I mean, yeah, with how bad Hanley has played recently. Yeah. There are some other defensemen down in Cedar Park. Uh, there's a really big guy. His name is Alex Petrovic, who's done really well. He's 6'4", like 240, I think. Really big body. But it, he's he's still a liability defensively, and I've seen some pages around the Stars media. Well, I shouldn't say Stars media. Stars fan media, I guess you could say. That have said, oh, well, let's just bring him up and let's throw him in place of Suter. I think Suter would be better than Petrovic, oh, yeah. and that's saying something. So. Cool. I think something like that needs to happen. If we don't make a trade deadline move, someone's someone has up. to come up. Yeah, yeah. You think someone's so? got to come up to at least try to. Yeah, no, Wait, do I think I think if we don't get a defenseman, then Harley should play some of the last few games of the season. Agreed. Okay. So after that goal, at we're back to the game already. We're we're going down rabbit holes left and right, but that's okay. Perfect. Uh. Sagan can't score again. He gets denied by the skinny part of Ingram's stick. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. My go- that was I swear, this is getting Ingram, stupid. Ingram had so many lucky saves tonight. He was good, but he had a, he had three like insanely lucky saves that he didn't even know that he stopped. And we already mentioned it too, but all the posts that we hit yeah. tonight. Yeah, I would say uh, there's five posts and three luck, lucky uh-huh. saves. <laughs> the, one of the posts was kind of on the outside, so I guess it doesn't really count because it wouldn't have gone in anyways. But the, the other three were definitely... Especially that back-to-back from Henson Robo, Robo. just like so can't believe on. they both did it. Yeah, they both did it. And I don't know if you if you watched Rope's face, but he's just like, yeah, he just died. Like, like <laughs> what the heck? Like, what's going on here? Uh, so, anyways, and I mean, I'm just writing down Johnson chance, Carl's uh, Carlstrom chance, and. In the entire second period, the ice was completely tilted against the Arizona Coyotes. 
towards their own goaltender. And Connor Ingram is trying <laughs> his absolute best to make sure that nothing goes in. So, I mean, I thought that the second period was much, much better. Much, much better than the first the, period. The second period is the way the first period should have been. But here's the frustrating thing. This has been a, I guess you could say, a constant Team. thing lately. The first period really sucks or is average in y'all's opinion. And then the second period is just absolutely Ties excellent, up. but they're, they don't execute, which is yep. exactly what happened again. Yeah, we're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So and that's exactly what happened last night. Yeah. So I felt better going yeah, into yeah. the, into the second intermission, but that, that dagger in my, in my stomach is still kind of like, uh, I still don't trust this team. So uh, what did y'all think about the stars play in the third period and how was it different in tonight's game? compared to like the previous month where they've just absolutely been terrible in the third period. It, it was a great third period. And yeah. the only thing that changed was the aggression. They said, we are they going to score. Yeah. They didn't wait for the other team to score the first goal this time. And they didn't try and not screw up. They weren't like, Oh, we don't want to mess this up. They said, okay, we're going to go win the game. <laughs> we don't care if we screw up. We're going to go try and score a goal and win the game because we can't win in overtime, obviously, but they, they need to do that every time. I mean, you need to come out in the third period looking to score, not looking to yeah. play it was, good. And it wasn't even, we need to score. It wasn't even a good goal. I mean, he, we just no. threw it at the net. We had a bunch of people in front of the net and it went in. Th well, that's before it. that, the hockey gods had plenty of chances to give us highlight real goals and they refused. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it had to hit both the post and the crossbar before it went in. So oh, it hit yeah, the defenseman, course, the goalie, yeah. the post, and the crossbar. <laughs> and then it went four in. things before it went in the net. Yeah, that's true. Man, Miro Haskin, such a sniper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and that was going to be my point exactly is they're, they're just throwing the puck at the net, even if it doesn't look like they have a chance. But, and but the, it that, went in. Not, it finally yeah, it, went in. It was a lucky bounce. And as soon as that goal went in, and I realized we got a lucky bounce, uh, everything just I I I felt like a flush of relief in my body because I'm thinking, yeah. okay, we finally got a lucky bounce. We're going to win the game tonight. So, I, that's just when I knew we were going to win. I don't think it's just them throwing the puck at the net because they did that the last two games too, and it wasn't working great. They were getting to the front of the net tonight. They were standing there, and they were getting in Ingram's face. And he, even on this on this Haskin and goal, Marchman's right there to make the deflection. He just missed. <laughs> so instead, we shot it off the defenseman. But either way, it's a good shot. It's not. I wouldn't say we're just throwing things at the net. We're not just taking stupid shots, I feel like we're taking a lot of shots or taking a lot of good shots. And honestly, I, we're not shooting good enough. We're missing the net too much. And the golden Knights game is, is kind of where I see the big difference. Cause the golden Knights game, we still had 42, 43 shots. And, but we we're not stopping in front of that. We're not tipping any of those. We're not getting rebounds off of yeah. those most of the time. And that's, and that's where this game was really different. We were getting rebounds. We were, getting in front of the net, fighting for position in front of their net, not just keeping them out of ours. Yep. And, and let me let me also mention, that's not the only thing we did good in, in the third period. We did a lot of good things in the third period. We locked it down defensively, which is something we didn't see them do, like specifically against like Chicago with all those two-on-ones, which was absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then the game against Vancouver, where we just couldn't play defense to save our lives, and Otter just... Mm -hmm could make a save to save our lives because they've got 
guys that can put the puck in the back of the net there in Vancouver. I, I, I still don't know how they're such a bad team. I agree with you 100%, Chris. Because they, they can't play defense. It, it, they can't still, play defense. I mean, I know, they had, they had a two-goal lead on us. And they had a two-goal lead on us, and I knew that we were going to fight back in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Moving that, on, back to the action. Okay. We, yes, we also had a great I, penalty I, kill. The penalty yes. kill was fantastic at the end of the game. Super clutch, especially when you don't have two of your best penalty killers. Well, actually, we didn't have three of them because Fox had took the penalty. I'm sure <laughs> our our entire line of penalty killers we Was couldn't that? use. <laughs> so th- there's a couple of guys here without goals for long durations of time at this point now. Uh, the first one I want to mention is the lesser of two because he's just been so good over the past three or four years, and he's he's old and he shouldn't be this good at the, his age. But Joe Pavelski, he's now gone. I think it's. Uh, 16 or 17 games without a goal. And I normally would be kind of frustrated with that, but you also have to look at the circumstances is that eventually he's going to slow down. And I hope we're not seeing that digression now. And But he, he's, he's still an effective player. Yeah. And I think... He still we, has like eight points in those games too. Yeah, so he, he's, he's not getting assists. Yeah. He's feeding people still. Yeah, so... I think eventually we will see him on that line replaced by somebody. I don't know. Maybe Stankoven. I don't know. But ev- eventually he will be replaced. I would even say probably next Sagan. year. I, I think Sagan's going to end up on that line. I I kind of expect it. As a winger? Yeah. No. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got well, Johnson. I mean, I, well, I mean, Johnson and, then... and Ben kind of, I mean, they're both centers. Let's be honest. And I mean that's kind of how Fox and Glendening do it too when Glendening and Kiviranta are in together. Either way, I think y'all are packing it in too soon on Old Pavelski. I think true. his problem is he's just not shooting. That, mean, that's no, but he is. Well, it wasn't he, last first, game. Last game he was. <laughs> yeah, well, he had a lot of chances in this first period that he passed up and tried to. I mean, the first power play that we had, he I, he passed up a good shot to try and get a slam dunk that was covered. I mean, yeah. take the shot. You're right in front of the goalie. Shoot the puck. And he did it again on, I think, another power play, too. So he just, I feel like he needs to shoot. Well, I mean, does he really need to shoot, though? Honestly, if he's still getting assists and he's feeding Haskinen and Robo? When he's passing up good scoring chances, yes. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. He he needs to score goals still. He did. No, it wasn't tonight's game he hit the post. It was Monday, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It was Monday he hit the post. Okay, so he everyone hit like the post within the last two games. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right. right. It's a... Okay. Um. Anyway, let's move on because we're already getting late. Uh, we gotta talk about Marchment, and I know we talked about him and how frustrated I was with him in the first period, with some really bad turnovers, and especially that first penalty was absolutely stupid. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I was really frustrated with the Miller penalty at the end of the game that the Stars that took cute. because that was a stupid call. But that first call was 100%. I mean, that's the easiest call anybody could make. You could have a two-year-old out there, and the two-year-old would be able to make that call. So, go ahead, go ahead. He's he's starting to look like Gurionov, which is a very scary thing to say. But he's still getting chances, and he's just not burying them, and he's still screwing up big time in his own zone. And he does get a post-night, too. Yeah, and he had three shots on goal, and two of them were saved by the tippy top of Ingram's glove. So... It's it's not like he's he's not getting chances. He's getting chances, and he's getting honestly good shots on goal. The goaltender has been stoning him recently. Still, yeah. and I I do think that he could be at that kind of uh, the damn thing that we 
that we talk about. He's had so many. When the dam breaks, <laughs> he's had, he's had so like many chances. It's an inside joke for all of y'all. Oh man, we'll have to tell that story eventually one day. But, um, well, to to be honest with you though, James, one of those chances was at the end of the game when it was kind of pointless. In my opinion, that's not from Archmond, though. That is okay. That is true. I didn't think about that. Just to get the monkey. That's why Sagan gave it to him. Sagan had the hat trick chance at the end of the game. He's like, no, score it. And then Ingram's like, yeah. And then Ingram's like, no, 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 no. No, Marshman said no. He was like, nah, I'm good. No, it was a good shot. It was a good shot. And he got it. He got it with like the the cheater part of the glove right here. So he he got lucky. Um. Okay, uh, I do want to talk about one thing before we go, because I thought we, this is worthy to talk about. It's NHL stuff. Is that okay? We do one quick thing, like five yeah, minutes? Yeah, quick thing. Okay. Everyone got traded. Yeah, everyone got <laughs> traded, but there's a lot of trades. We're not going to talk about them. We'll talk about them another time, because we did a long episode on Wednesday, or on Monday. Yeah, another but long one. <laughs> I, I was absolutely shocked when I woke up this morning and saw the Los Angeles-Columbus Blue Jackets trade. Did y'all see hear about that? Uh, which one? So, oh, I guess that's true. Uh, so Gavrikov and Corpusalo, they go to the Los Angeles Kings, and in return, Columbus got a first round, a conditional first round pick, I believe. I think it's like top ten they protected just have or to make the like playoffs. That. But they just have to make the playoffs. Wow. Okay. Well, that's the first round pick then, hopefully, for for them. And then Jonathan Quick, after sixteen seasons, and he's. I mean, this is his last year. He, like, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this. He gets traded. I was absolutely bewildered, shocked. Well, if uh, you've seen his season, I don't think he would be. It, he's had one of the worst seasons, like, ever. <laughs> it, well, it, the thing Ryan is shocked at is because he's been a king for so long. Not just True. the fact that he's playing bad. He has been a just... king longer than, ja than Jamie Benn has been a Dallas star. And that's mm -hmm. saying something. And that's just the nature of the beast in the salary cap era is really what it is. I mean, if you're an unrestricted free agent, you're not providing value to the team. It doesn't matter who you are. You're getting okay. traded. And and that's fine and everything. But the thing is, is from a pure hockey trade standpoint, you look at the stats and everything. That was the right move to make. Right. Yep, it was. And that's what sucks about it more, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. Because John, I, I like Jonathan Quick. He was yeah. he was yeah. a prime example of why the Kings won in 2012 and 2014. Yeah, it, it's it's a crappy situation, and you have nobody to be mad at. <laughs> well, the thing is, and that I'm kind I'm still surprised they did this because, yes, it made sense from a hockey standpoint, but you also have to look at the team chemistry standpoint, because you, I mean, you have to look at the fact that. He's been around for a long time, and according to reports on Twitter from some of the top insiders in the game, a majority of the team was very hacked off, not just Quick. Obviously, Quick was hacked off because he's going from a playoff team to a team that's definitely not going to be making the playoffs. But is that something that could mess with team chemistry and the team gets all pissed off and everything? And then going into the playoffs, they don't perform as well just because the GM, who is Rob Blake, one of the greatest defensemen in Colorado history, makes a stupid trade like this. Could it, could that affect them? It absolutely could affect them. And will this is going to sound really the, weird. I guess it will it is a better question. 
will it? I don't think so, but it definitely could. Um, but I don't think that's the GM's job, to be honest. The GM's job is to give the coach the best team he can. That trade objectively makes the Kings a better hockey team. It makes them it, ridiculously good. Have you seen how good Corpusello has been? Lately. He has a 913 on a bad team. He's been better lately, especially it, toward in the last 20 or 30 games. At way, the beginning of the season, he, he was he, still pretty He rough. has an even record either on, way, on the worst team in the league. <laughs> the GM's job is to make the team better. He did his job. The coach's job is to figure out how to make that good team play good. And I guess that's fair. So, no, I don't so, think this is going to affect them if Corpusello plays as good as he was playing. That's in, a big key. And losing. that's yeah. because it, that, it, the Kings goaltending has sucked all year long. All year long. It's, with been, a, a, it's been a disaster. With a little and, bit of good time from Phoenix Copley. He had like a really good stretch for like. I think and, maybe three and, weeks or something. And then he's been and average he's at been, best since then. I think he's been worse than average. But And if you get a good goaltender like that and you have someone playing with you who's that much better than the goaltenders who you had, I mean, honestly, they they could be first in the West right now if they had a goaltending. Yeah, well, they definitely would be. They're only one point behind us. Well, actually, they might be three points now. I haven't no, double-checked. They're but. one. <laughs> they're one point behind us. So, I've seen some arguments that this could make them first in the West, but I mean, I I still don't think so. I think I think Vegas is still going to take it. But, anyways, that's, I just wanted to talk about that because I thought that was really interesting, and I didn't want to wait to talk about it. But uh, do biggest winners and biggest losers. Yep, uh, that was going to be my next thing. So, biggest winner, biggest losers tonight, guys. What do y'all think? Not me first. Biggest okay. winner is Tyler Sagan. That dude's a beast. He he was he was on a mission tonight. He won that game for us. Yep. Am I going next? Yeah, you're going next. Sorry. <laughs> you say you still don't have one. Okay, I will go with. I, I guess I'll go with Jamie Ben. I'll go with Jamie Ben because no, no, I take it back. I'll take it back. I'll give it to the new guy, Evgeny Daddy. He's been good. He's been very good. He has been good. And it's it's not maybe it's just because I'm noticing him more because he's the new guy and I'm kind of paying attention to him more. But especially in the offensive zone, he's doing a lot of things that the the stars exactly needed somebody to get going to help this team get more goals, especially and, re- lately. So and, I really appreciate that from him. And he's playing like he's really excited. I mean, who wouldn't be going from a bad team yeah. to the first team in the West? But he he just looks super just yeah. jittery I mean, to get back out on the ice and score. Especially for a person who wasn't expecting to get traded at all. I mean, he had a no-trade movement clause. Well, he that had is a, true. He, 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 he had chose... a 10 list, 10 list no-trade. Yeah, but no. I'm... Maybe, Still, the, maybe the Stars were on his list. I, they weren't. He said it in an interview. The Stars no, I, on that I thought that was a joke. I thought he had a full no-trade movement. No, he had a ten team. Are you Positive. sure? Positive. But there's a there's a no trade clause and then there's a no move clause. So the no move clause, like you can't be put in the minors and you also can't be traded to anybody without your consent. The no trade clause is like you have you can have like a list of like ten teams or fifteen teams that you don't want to get traded to, and then the GM of the team that you're on can still trade you to the other fifteen or however many teams there are remaining. So. That's that's just what it is. Um, My biggest winner is the first yeah. line. 
they finally did first line things. They were by far the best line on the ice tonight. We, I still we think need. we need more from them, though. For this team to be really good, I still think we need a little bit more from them. For sure. When you play good teams, you need them to be the best against the other team's best line, too. They didn't really face a first line tonight. But still, it's good to see them getting going. They drew a lot of penalties. They scored a goal. Good. Biggest loser? Mason Marchment, dude. Score a goal and stop playing like poo. My biggest loser is Mason Marchment until he scores. <laughs> every every game Yikes. is going to be Mason Marchment unless he scores a goal. Right now. Started. Well, I don't want to be boring and choose somebody and choose the same person. So who don't do I choose Mason Marchment. He has four penalty minutes. No goals. No assists. He deserves it. Give it to him. Yeah. I, I the mean, trifecta! Yeah. I, 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 I can't think of anybody <laughs> he else. He played really had... bad tonight. I mean, Suter had the one turnover that I noticed, but he still wasn't like, gosh, he, awful, terrible tonight. No, he still had a good game overall. He had some really good defensive plays to make he up did. for that. After. And he did. His he, first period sucked, true. But... Hit, uh, I forgot it was in the second or third period. He had a a really big block or something like that. It looked like it was going to be a two-on-one, and he stopped a, a good pass. So The Blue Liners were all fantastic tonight. I mean, even Lundqvist. I mean, he made some really great – I mean, especially when the – Coyotes were pressing us. Lunk was just take the puck and skate it. Just like mm. all of our defensemen should be doing. Every yeah. time we pressure, skate. Okay. Uh, I think we need to wrap it up because we could keep talking for a while because it was a good game tonight. It, well, let me rephrase that. It was a good second and third period, mostly, for me. Uh, the Stars still have some things to figure out. Hopefully, this is the turning point for them. They actually get a regulation win for the first time in eight games. And... Maybe this is a bit. Maybe this is the turning point that we were talking about with that we thought was the Vegas game. You know what'll tell you if it's a turning point or not? If we win tomorrow, suck yeah, on back to first... back. You're playing a yeah. bad team. Go win tomorrow. That'll prove to me that you turned a corner. And they're historically bad in back to backs. I mean, not just this year. This year, the last, the last couple of seasons, they've been kind of rough. May, I guess I need to look back, back that up. Yeah, I was about to say. Games I don't know if that's Ryan. true. Over the past 10 I, years, I think we've been bad back-to-backs in like eight of them. Yeah, it's felt that way that we've been really bad. But, okay, uh, do we want to do an extended episode tomorrow to talk about the trades? I mean, we've already done three extended episodes this week, so yeah, <laughs> why not? We're, we're at 43 <laughs> minutes at this point, so, okay. All right, uh, let's I'm sure we'll do here. another one on Saturday anyway. Yeah, yep. just every day. <laughs> every day? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. I don't know how... Uh, What's his face uh, from Locked On Stars does that, but it's like every single day he does like a twenty or thirty minute episode. I'm like, dude, how do you how do you have time for that? Anyways, um, I guess go and check out sarcasticremarks.com. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Please consider hitting like, subscribing here wherever you're listening, or hitting that notification bell if you're on YouTube to make sure you get all those notifications when we go live. We go live for every single episode, just about. I can't even remember the last time we didn't do it live. I don't Me know. Neither. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. And uh, along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you guys are listening. And I didn't forget this time. Chris, take us out. GG, boys.